welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, and today I'm here all by myself. Uh, it's a late night session. Still working on that house. Almost done home stretch, and then all back to Dynasty. But today we're talking tight ends, rookie tight ends. And this year's class is not a strong class. There's there's about one tight end that you're going to take. That's Hunter Henry from Arkansas, relatively high. And that's not even high. You're probably looking to take Henry somewhere around your second round. Right around there, probably late second round. Uh, right around pick, let's say twenty from twenty five to about thirty, somewhere around there. But it's a weak class. Because after that, you have um Austin Hooper from Samford, and you have Nick uh Nick Vanette from Ohio State, and those are guys are you're gonna take probably somewhere around really late third round, right around there. Now again, this is you know pre combine. Uh, combine starts this week. It's a favorite thing to watch if you're a dynasty lover or NFL lover because you get to see these guys uh, in their full athleticism. But keep in mind as well, don't get over-hyped about the Combine. We want to use the Combine to, you know, find these small school prospects and make sure these guys meet up to their measurables. And by that means, you know, the 40 times important, but it's not end-all, be-all. If a guy runs a 4-3... Oh, a four, three, five. Somebody, for example, like uh, Will Fuller for Notre Dame. We expect those guys to run fast. The Laquan Treadwell not running at the combine. It's a little disappointing, but it's not end all, be all. We all know Treadwell is not a burner. He's physical, good hands, and can make place ca- happen after the catch. We're not looking for him to run a four, three. That's not his game. And you know, some guys will, you know, running backs, the 40 times a little bit more important than I would say receivers. I remember it was allegedly uh, Jerry Rice ran a 4-7, I believe. Um, some say it was a 4-5, and people couldn't catch Jerry Rice. So um, there's other, I think the 40 times, the shuttle times, those are things that I don't get overly uh, excited about. I like to watch them. I like to know their 40 times to see where they are on the field. But again, I always bring it back in the playoff game. We saw Eddie Lacy out there, 30 pounds overweight, outrunning defenders. Okay? It's about the holes. It's about the scheme. Can you get the ball in your hands? And what can you do with the ball after your hand? the ball's in your hands? I love to watch the receiver drills, the gauntlet. And I want to see these guys catch the ball. I don't want to see them dropping the ball. I want to see these guys catching the ball with their hands, not their body, and getting upfield. So, again, I'm... I'm excited the combine's here. I'm excited. I always there's always a player there that I always like to find. Again, usually a smaller school guy, but again, the combine's not the end all be all for me. I like to have my rankings before the combine. I like to have my rankings adjusted slightly to the combine, and then I let the NFL draft and let the NFL evaluators kind of show me where I was on all my rankings and my process there. Um, but I'm excited for the combine to be here. It's a great thing for Dynasty. It's another step in the. In, in a world of progress to get to our rookie draft. And again, Dynasty Leagues, it's all about the rookie draft. Rookie drafts and trading. That's where it's at, man. That's how you build the dynasty. 
That should be, uh, and that's again, that's why you want to have those big rosters. You want to have these. I see this all on Twitter all the time. People are asking, you know, we have a 17 man uh, roster or 15 man roster keeper league. It's to me, those are again, those are just glorified keeper leagues. You want to have a dynasty league. A dynasty league should be 25 plus man rosters. It's really the only way to do it. Again, you just don't want free agency to be uh, a really large area a pool of players to select from because again you're getting closer to redraft where you get to keep all the good players but there's still players out there to grab and dynasty you want to make sure that you get all the glory when it comes to the championship you want to get all the accolades that come with it saying that you built that team from the ground up you drafted this guy in the fourth round or you traded this pick to gra- grab this player before he went to big uh big time and again you got to do that with large rosters all dynasty teams should be built through the rookie draft and through trades, and that's a true dynasty league. But again, that's just uh, that's just my theory and how we do it. But let's get into some of these uh, rookie tight ends real quick. It's not going to be a long episode. Again, not a, not a huge class here for rookies, but there are some here that are intriguing. Now, the number one tight end on the list this year is going to be Hunter Henry, Arkansas. Definitely has the size. He's 6'5", 253, and... Uh, doesn't really look like a football player. Definitely needs to. I I would love to see Hunter Henry add some muscle to his frame. You know, he came out as a junior. He won the John Mackey Award, which is a top nation's top tight end. And you know, he came into the draft. He's a four-star recruit coming out of high school, which is great. And he went end up going to Arkansas. And he's somebody that catches the ball really, really well. Um. He catches the ball with his hands. He can track the ball. He can high point the ball. Real fluid, and he has really good body control. His one big downside as a tight end is he has no blocking ability whatsoever. Um, I think with muscle and you know bulk to his body was going to help that a lot. But at the time right now, that that's not really a strong suit. And from a fantasy outlook, I mean. I can care less if he can block personally, but will that keep him off the field? What kind of scheme is he going to? I expect Tunner Henry to be drafted somewhere in the second or third round. So let's see where he goes. He's definitely going to be the first, in my eyes, going to be the first tight end taken. Um, I think there's a drop-off between him and Nick Vanette. But, again, where is he going to go? Is he even going to be asked to block? Does he need to block? Well, most Titans need to block it sometimes. This is a guy that's just, he gets pushed around the field left and right. So, again, that's something he's had to work on to be uh, you know, on the field all the time. But as of right now, that's, that's not his strength. And, again, another thing in Arkansas is he didn't catch a lot of touchdowns. I mean, he only had nine career touchdowns. Nine. And he started as a freshman as well so that's a little concerning you know not being used as a consistent red red zone target um but again i mean the razorbacks that run multiple tight end sets they have a pro style offense um he's a real good inline uh tight end as well and he has strong hands so those are things i am looking for and for him for me he's definitely the the cream of the crop when it comes to tight end so if you need a tight end hunter henry is going to be the guy that you're going to want to target but again, he's also somebody that you're going to be able to get in the second round. Uh, I, I have to check our February ADP, but I know his ADP right now, again, is right around 28, I think, right there out of all of rookies. Somewhere right around that time, you know, time 
not in the time frame, but area. So if you're looking to select him, you're gonna get if you really want him, you're probably gonna get up to about twenty four. But it's all gonna depend on where he goes. And let's talk about that for a minute. Let's actually talk about teams that you should watch that take a tight end. Now, again, Hunter Henry is gonna be the first tight end most likely taken this NFL draft, but here's some teams that we wanna watch what tight ends that do take a tight end or maybe possibly sign one in free agency. These are the teams that I'm, I'm, I have my eyes open for and I'm paying attention to as their tight end position because no matter who they get, it's going to intrigue me. The Houston Texans, they need a tight end. They need another receiver outside of Nuck. Will Jalen Strong take that spot? I hope so, but they need a tight end. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they have Jesse James, who's 6'7", big guy, showed some at the end of the year, which was impressive for a rookie tight end. The obvious choice to take over for Heath Miller going forward, but again, let's see what they do in the draft. The Atlanta Falcons, they need a receiver outside of Julio, but they also need a tight end. Another team I want to see what they do in the draft. Hunter Henry might fit really well in Atlanta. The Denver Broncos. Payne Mann's gone. Still need a tight end. The Green Bay Packers. You know, Richard Rodgers is a solid tight end, but I think they could use more explosive, uh, more playmaking tight end. And you have the Rams who just cut Jared Cook. They're going to be in line for a tight end as well. Now their team's not as explosive. It's not as exciting as their other teams. But again, those are all teams that need tight ends in my eyes, at least. So that gives you about six teams right around there that could draft a tight end and they might see playing time early. So pay attention to those teams. Write them down. Remember those. If you're if you're if you just need a tight end, we all need a tight end. Again, that's the one position that's going to give you a huge edge over over your opponents. Same reason why Rob Gronkowski is so valuable. Rob Gronkowski is not the top scoring fantasy player, but he outscores every other tight end by over 100 points a year. It's a huge edge over your opponents. And again, it's 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 one of those positions where there's not a ton of talent out there. That gives you lots of fancy points. So if you can get the next Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert, Rob Gronkowski, then, again, I highly recommend taking a tight end every single year just to try and get that position. And watch for teams that need tight ends. Same thing if you took Jesse James last year in a flyer to say, hey, Heath Miller's old. This guy's 6'7". Let's go ahead and uh, draft him and see what happens. And now at least you have some intrigue going on there. And Jesse James probably somebody could have drafted in the fifth round of your rookie pick, you know, draft last year. So that's great. So six teams, need tight ends. I'm going to draft one tight end from one of those teams for sure, whether it be late, um, fourth, third round, somewhere around there. I am definitely looking there because I, I like to take a tight end every single year um, and inquire them. Because, again, they're also tr- great trade assets because there's usually somebody that always needs a tight end, always. So if you have two good tight ends, you can usually get a good return out of them um, and definitely a nice sweetener to a package. And so, again, Hunter Henry, this year's creme de la creme, 6'5", 253 pounds, Arkansas, coming out as a junior, John Mackey Award winner for the nation's top tight end. He's the man of the draft. Now, number two on that list is going to be Nick Bennett, Ohio State. Now, he's something that he's really intriguing to me because he wasn't a featured player at Ohio State, but he's six foot six. 260 pounds, he's a redshirt senior, and he's coming off a great program. 
Now, I watched a lot of Nick Vanette. Nothing really stood out tremendously for me. But again, it's because of the scheme he played in. But he does everything well. He's going to be very intriguing for an NFL team. He blocks really well. He catches well. Uh, He's an all-around tight end. He's what NFL teams are ideally looking for. So, again, he's somebody that I'm watching for. I could could really see him going to Pittsburgh. I really can. But he's somebody that I am really intrigued if he falls in that top six for me. Uh, Right now, he is my number two tight end. But in a rookie draft, you're going to get him somewhere around the third, fourth round. It depends where he goes. If he goes to one of these six teams and he goes in, say, the fourth round of an NFL draft, then he might shoot up to my third round probably pretty easily in this draft. So he, I got my eyes on him uh, very closely in this year's draft. But he's a high upside player. He really is. He he does a lot of things well at the tight end position. He doesn't have breakaway speed, but he can catch the ball. He can go after the ball. He has very strong hands. He'll he'll focus. He'll finish. He'll make those contested catches. Um, but again, he's not somebody that's going to be shooting up the charts. But again, it's a really weak tight end class this year. Really weak. So he's going to rise to the top in that from that aspect. And again, when you're talking about a third when I do say, hey, this is somebody I'm looking to take in the third round of my rookie draft, you know, the third round, that's where you really start to get to that hit and miss players. You want to start taking gambles. And there's nothing wrong with saying, instead of taking the 15th or 12th wide receiver, take the number two tight end. And for me, again, that's going to be Nick Vanette. Uh, more is going to be, you know, come along over the next couple of months about the tight ends. We'll get more in detail about them. But I'd love to see where these guys go before we really start ranking these guys out. Um, as of right now, it's a real tentative kind of ranking. Uh, another next tight end on the list that I have for me personally is going to be Austin Hooper for Stanford. He's 6'4", 250 pounds, sophomore out of Stanford. He's a Cardinal. From the tape I've watched, you know, he catches the ball pretty well. And he's just, the one thing that gets me is he's not very explosive. Uh, Hooper's not a really great route runner. I think he'd be a really good red zone threat because he does go up and high points the ball, comes down with the ball, catches the ball with his hands. Didn't see a lot of drops there. So overall, I think he's a pretty good, solid um, tight end when it comes to catching the ball. Blocking-wise, I didn't really overly indulge on his blocking, but it seemed like it was okay. But again, he was in a high-powered offense, and he was never a you know high-volume target there. So let's see how he translates to the NFL, seeing more targets. But he does have the size. He does have the ability. He's just not very explosive. He doesn't have tons of speed, so he's not going to be a huge mismatch. But again, I, I'd like to see him in the red zone. He's a big kid, good hands, and I've, saw, I've seen him high-point the ball. I've seen him come down the ball. I've seen him make contested catches as well. So, to me, him and Vanette are going to be, they're so close right now. I'm, I'm looking for position uh, or team where they land, personally, for those two. Probably for most of these guys after this list. But as of right now, it's 2A and 2B with Nick Vanette and Austin Hooper. If I miss out on Hunter Henry, those are two guys that I'm going after today. And this is pre-combine. Uh, again, the combine starts... It started yesterday, really. So it's really going to get into this week and the weekends. Uh, it's going to be the highlight reel for it. And, of course, next week we'll really dive into that. And then we'll get into quarterbacks after that. We'll do our quarterback show. We'll do the combine show. And then we'll do our free agency show as well. 
So there's a lot to come up still on rookies. We have tons of to cover. And then we'll get right back into the receivers and get deeper on the receivers, get deeper on the running backs. Uh, make sure that you're completely prepared for your rookie draft. So those are the three tight ends that I was able to watch tape on so far. And I'm sure there's going to be more guys that I'm going to find more intriguing the more uh, I dig into it. But again, I think for the tight end ranks, we should wait till the NFL draft um, or at least get more combine tape and more tape in before we really dig into the tight ends a little bit more. Because those three right now uh, are your top three. Everything after that is going to be honestly fourth round and on. And until the, and at least until we know where these people land. But you also have you know, other names to watch. Guys that you might be thinking, hey, Rich, think of, talk about this guy. Tyler Higby, tight end, Western Kentucky, six foot five, two hundred thirty-three pounds. Uh, could go anywhere from the third to fourth round. You have Bryce Williams, tight end, East Carolina, senior, six six, uh, two hundred sixty pounds. Jarrell Adams, South Carolina, six five, two forty-four. Bren Bra- uh, what's it? Ben Bronecker, Harvard, six four, two fifty-two. Uh, so, again, those are a couple more tight ends that I haven't had a chance to watch tape on, but guys that are on my list to watch and come back with some more feedback. That'll probably be after the NFL draft when we have the rankings set up in stone. We do have our rookie rankings going up this weekend uh, or even possibly earlier this week, so our rookie rankings will make their debut. We've been really working on this new ranking system for the website. We really want to... Uh, make our take our rankings to the next level let you know when guys have you know updated their rankings so you know exactly when they were updated and just to have a better overall aspect of looking at our rankings on the site so we've been putting months and months uh of work into this and our programmer shane uh has been doing a tremendous job and we're just about done could be done today actually but uh it's getting ready to launch any day now so make sure you uh, not only check out our top 200 rankings, but also check out our rookie rankings. Again, those are actually going up soon. Um, really excited about that. And of course, you can always check out DynastyNerds.com for all the great articles from all the great writers. Because this is where the season, the dynasty season, is about to begin. I always think that NFL Combine. You know, you have your your NFL, your dynasty championship game. Then you get February kind of off to kind of relax, maybe throw some trade offers out there, see if you could buy some guys low, so see if some people are freaking out at the NFL year. But uh, the NFL Combines were our season. It's 365, but if you're ever going to take a break, it's always going to be there you know, from the Super Bowl to about the Combine. But now it's, it's time to start getting back into it. you got to start getting prep on these rookie players. You don't want to walk into your rookie draft blind. You don't want to know what's going on. You don't want to just like go off a cheat sheet and not know anything about these guys. You want to do your due diligence. You want to do your own study on these guys as well. Again, that's going to put you in your best position to win your dynasty league. It's a, it's a fancy football format where the more time you put into it, the higher success rate you're going to have. And not just for one year, for long term. Again, these are guys, the rookie draft is very important. These are the guys that you have potentially on your team for their entire careers. We're talking about a 7 to 10 to 11 year, possibly up to 15 year stretch of having a player. And again, people talk like, you know, oh, he's only got five years left. Five years left. People talk about like A.J. Green, like A.J. Green's like a dinosaur. Guy has like five years left, let's say. 
of production. Say four years. Four years in a dynasty league is a tremendous long time. Tremendously long time. Can you imagine? I mean, just just look at it. What if you trade? Say you trade for AJ Green. People are just down on him. I, I saw one of our writers gave up. Uh, they took Kevin White, wide receiver, ahead of AJ Green. It really it blew my mind. It it really did. Uh, for taking upside over a proven talent like him. But if you get a guy that can produce for you for four years, if you draft one of these rookies and give you four or five style, solid years, and you I get, you go back and you say, hey, in your dynasty league, 15 years from now, hey, remember that stretch from 2016 and 2020? <laughs> yeah, I remember when I went all four, four years? Yeah, I'm a true dynasty. It's such a hard thing to do to win. It really is. So the, it's all about abundance of talent and again like i said to begin the show you do that through the rookie draft and you do that through trading the easiest way to do it is through the rookie draft so you want to put the time in you want to hit these picks you got it you got to hit your first round pick but you really kind of you know to have long-term success you want to hit your second round pick and if you hit your third round pick you're golden you have three players and you gotta imagine there's three players you could draft right there that could be potential starters for you you know you come away with you know, guys like, you know, David Johnson, who maybe took late second, who's now a really good starter for you. And, you know, in the third round, you took Stephon Diggs from Minnesota. What if you came away from last year's draft? You had Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Stephon Diggs. I mean, you're feeling pretty good about it. That's a game changer. That changes the whole dynamic of your team. You had a first, say you had a first pick in your draft. Right, and you came away, and now obviously this wasn't maybe be the guaranteed selection order, but you came with Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Stephon Diggs, Jesse James, who now has some upside in Pittsburgh. That's a game changer. Barring your other whole team isn't rubbish, I mean you're in good you're in good shape to here to take a huge step with those players just alone. Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Stephon Diggs is gonna give you a nice push. That running game is gonna give you a push. That's what you can do in your rookie draft. That's why we trade for rookie picks. But also you have to be somewhat you know, cautious in that area as well because not everybody turns out to be Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Stephon Diggs. You can come away with players that are complete busts or don't contribute whatsoever or get hurt at the same time. That's why you don't want to give good away really good players for high picks as well. And you know, going back to that Kevin White, A.J. Green trade is upside is great. It's a, and that's what these rookies are. They offer tremendous upside to solid upside to, hey, he's got some upside. <laughs> so, but it's just upside. That's all it is. Trent Richardson had tremendous upside. Bishop Renke had upside. Tons of players have upside. But remember, if you can get a good proven player for one of those draft picks as well, and you can get four years out of that player, I'd come away really happy with that. Again, I. And I bring up A.J. Green just because I've seen his ADP drop. I've seen the Dynasty community kind of fall out of love with A.J. Green. And I'm kind of baffled by that situation. Uh, that's, he's somebody that I'm buying low on, really buying low on. And remember, Marvin Jones and Mohamed Sanu are free agents, okay? They're uh, most likely skipping town. And if one of, even just one of them comes back, it's still good for A.J. Green. They might draft a receiver, but again, more targets for A.J. Green. He's a tremendous talent. Still, I again, I just I use him for I just see his name out there, and he's he's getting no respect, no love. You're gonna get four more years out of AJ Green, 
and you're going to be very happy with that production. If I can go out there and get him, he's somebody I'm targeting. I feel like he's a buy-low candidate uh, for being like a superstar fantasy player. So, again, Combine's coming up. Make sure you get on it. Make sure you, uh, you watch that. We'll have tons of articles coming out after the Combine on these players. Uh, Post-Combine scouting reports come in starting next week. Can't wait to get those out to you. Uh, make sure you get to DynastyNerds.com to check all, all the rookie content out. Again, rookie rankings are going up this week. Can't wait. Check out all the articles, all the rankings. Get on the forum. Uh, as always, if you can give us a ranking and review on iTunes, it helps us show tremendously, tremendously. Uh, we appreciate all, you, all of you that do that. And if you want some Dynasty Nerds swag, you can always get on DynastyNerds.com, click the shop button, and buy one of the most comfortable T-shirts you will ever wear in your entire life. That's right. You have the rich dots in guarantee that this, if you buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt, it will be the most comfortable t-shirt you have ever worn in your entire life. Your, your high five intake will increase tenfold. You'll probably be the pretty, you know, the coolest guy in, on the block. I probably almost guarantee that as well. Again, nothing says Dynasty rookie draft dominance than showing up in a Dynasty Nerds shirt to let these turds know that you mean business. That's right. It's you and the rest of the turds. Stand top, stand tall, rise to the top. So that's it. Shorter episode this week. Uh, the tight end episodes are always a little bit shorter. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week talking NFL Combine with the boys. So until then, guys, be safe. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. As always, you can hit up the site on Twitter. Follow us at Dynasty Nerds. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. Later. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.